0: is a
1: bad room for puppies.
0: Our dogs are both going to ruin our podcast single-handedly. Oh, I
1: already know Astra is. Yeah. I can't let her out of my sight or she'll pee in the house.
0: It's gotten bad is what you're telling me.
1: <laughs> Let's just say this is the best birth control anyone could have ever given me.
0: Yeah, because who wants to birth a dog, you know?
1: <laughs> I was thinking more like I have no life. I don't even have time to shower. I don't have time to do anything. Oh, my gosh. And now she's escaping. All right. I'm just going to let her go.
0: Just let her let her roam the world. You know, that's the thing. You have to let your chicklets out of the nest. And they have to fly. And if you don't want them to fly, then they're forever going to
1: be leave. in my house. Yep. Because that's what's going on.
0: Yep. That's what's going to happen. And you don't want that.
1: Uh, it's a nightmare. Like, I have to take her out every 30 minutes. So I have a timer set.
0: Every 30 minutes, is it my father in the middle of the night? What's (laughs) happening? What's wrong with this dog's prostate? Your dad
1: pees every 30 minutes in the middle of the night? I'm confused.
0: Every old man has a prostate the size of a grapefruit, and they pee every 17 minutes.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, that's my dog.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, not good. You should ask Billy Ray about his prostate health.
1: Mm, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah? Yeah.
0: All right, well.
1: That's not something I really care to know about, you know?
0: You're not concerned about his achy, breaky urethra? Nope. All right.
1: You can't say that I am.
0: <laughs> so you're back in Nashvague?
1: Back in Nashvague. Just got back last night. Pretty late, actually. Yeah. I had a great trip, though. When are you going to come on one of these Honduras trips with us?
0: Dude, I'm actually quite annoyed with Ben because he's been talking to me about this, like, Puerto Rico trip. And I was like, well, I want to go on the next trip. And he's, Puerto been, Rico. he's been slow playing me this Puerto Rico trip and didn't tell me about this Honduras trip. I would have I come on this one. Oh,
1: we could have really used you. We were digging holes.
0: Oh, to whoa! Put in septic yep, tanks. <laughs> no, whoa!
2: Septic
1: tanks. Yeah, these people don't have bathrooms. So we're helping them get bathrooms.
0: Listen, I was gonna go and help pick coffee berries. If that's what those are.
1: Oh, you want to go on a generous trip?
0: Oh, this this was the.
1: This was a this humanity was... and hope trip. So mm. it's 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 confusing because it's like two different organizations but they're all like run by the same people so humanity and hope is the nonprofit, generous coffee is the for-profit and they both do great things um but humanity and hope it's it's you get your hands a little dirtier like we go into these villages that are very poor and Basically, long story short, Humanity and Hope has over the last seven years or so helped these three villages start businesses, so they have jobs and can be self-sustainable. Instead of like going in and just giving them things or going in and putting a band-aid on a problem, like they actually help them become like sustainable, so that if like we left in a year, like they would still be able to keep making money and and support themselves and have electricity and clean water and things that we've helped them get when we go in. We usually go up and go in and say, like, where can we help you guys? Like, here's 30 of us helping hands. Like, what do you guys need? And this time we're helping them get bathrooms because they don't have them. So it was my understanding h h made a deal with them and said, if you guys each household will dig their own hole for the septic system to go in, which is like a 12 foot hole, like deep. Then we'll pay, you know, pay for the rest of the installation for the bathroom kind of thing. But there's some houses where it's like an elderly couple or, you know, a single mom and she can't dig a hole. And so we helped those houses dig their septic hole. And it was like, I think Ben was honestly our only guy in the group that like was capable of doing manual labor.
0: We could have used it Wells. Uh, It's starting to make sense why Ben didn't invite me on this trip (laughs) because.
1: He like knows better.
0: Yeah, I'm like, "Uh, Wells is (laughs) really not cut out for this type of work not gonna lie pretty brutal i bet so how many shitters did you build
1: i just helped with one house and somehow i was the most able-bodied person in my group so i did most of the work it was insane and it was like 95 degrees heat of the day and but like it's you know it's one of those things where you feel bad complaining because these people like do this all day every day
0: totally what were they crapping in beforehand just literally like in the woods you ever taken a crap in the woods?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've taken a crap. I've peed in many a wood. That's
0: not the same thing at all. It's not
1: the same. No, I have never. I don't think I've ever crapped in the woods.
0: It's quite liberating, I must say. I mean, obviously, this what you did is great, and I'm not condoning that to be an everyday thing, but I think you haven't lived until you've, you've had to dig a cat hole, you know? Sounds hard.
1: Sounds like a leg workout.
0: Usually what you do is uh, you find a log, and then you kind of go sit on it with your ass kind of hanging off the back.
1: I don't know. That sounds
0: hard. I mean, it's not easy, but, you know. You just... <laughs>
1: when have you done this? Like camping?
0: Yeah. Or... I used to go camping all, dude, you you forget. There was a solid part of my life where I, like, followed fish around and thought I was a total hippie.
1: Very interesting.
0: And I've completely sold out on that whole thing. No thank you.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound super fun.
0: No. Well, good for you. You're a much better person than I and a much better person than most. And that gives, that gives you a dingle dangle do. Thanks, Wells. You're a good person. Nah. You're good peeps. Well, thanks. Everything else going good other than your... God, you've, you've got a lot of shit problems right now. You had to go build shitters. Your dog's shitting all over the place.
1: She actually poops outside pretty well. Oh, really? It's only the peeing. Ah. She just can't hold it longer than, like, 30 minutes, and she'll just plop down anywhere.
0: Yeah. What about if you you put up those little mats?
1: Yeah, I do at night when I know she's going to be, like, locked up, but I kind of don't like it when big dogs get used to that because you're still teaching them that they can go inside the house. Yep. So I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of them. So if I'm home, I take her out literally every 30 minutes and don't do the pee pads, but if, if I, you know, obviously, like, she sleeps in her crate, and there's one in there. Or if I leave the house for a few hours during the day, I put her in the crate and put the pee pad in there. So we're trying. We're working on it.
0: All right. Well, good luck. I mean, we've all been there. It's tough. I mean, what do you do? Do you, uh, like, bury her nose in her mess and and say no and then smack her on the butt? Like, what is your, how do you reprimand for this?
1: So if I catch her in the act, I, I stick her nose in it and tell her that she's a bad girl and that that's not okay. But the problem is that, I watch her so close that usually when she does it, it's when I'm not paying attention. And if you don't catch them in the act and you punish them afterwards, they have no idea what you're punishing them for. And it's just kind of like, doesn't, it just doesn't work. So I have caught her like twice in the act and I just grab her real quick. And that alone scares the pee out of her literally, Mm -hmm. um, and scares her. And I just like tell her no and take her right outside. Um, but you know, well, there's only so much you can
0: do. I know. And then think about how much How long do
1: you think it took to potty train Carl?
0: I don't remember. We all have revisionist history over the things that we love and adore. So I'm sure it's longer than it than I remember. But I don't think Carl was so bad. But here's the thing. I had a doggy door. So Carl do I. Okay. Well, I mean, so Carl was allowed to leave anytime he wanted to.
1: My issue with the doggy door is that Astra has figured out that she can squeeze through the fence railings outside because she's so small. Yeah. So I'm discouraging her from learning the doggy door because I'm scared she'll go out there and get through the fence and disappear.
0: Got it. See, I didn't have that problem. So, yeah, it's the struggle. Well, struggle's real. Um, But, yeah, good luck. Can we start the show? You want to? I think we should. Is it me or is it you? I think maybe me. Go for it
1: and hoes you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with well sam
0: brandy who's covering urine
1: uh yeah
0: yep. it's true
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty true wait <laughs> for, um can we uh is your girlfriend still in the hospital your no fiance
0: Ooh. Mm. no she's okay. not okay Everything's is okay. Everything's fine. You just got to understand that anyone who is a transplant recipient, you have to be very, very careful if you ever fe- are feeling bad because you don't want the kidney to go into rejection. So everyone is really overly cautious with her, which is totally understandable because, I mean, she's on her second kidney. I mean, you don't want to have to get a third, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think everything was okay. I wouldn't even say it was a false alarm. It was. Just an alarm that they need to run tests to make sure she's okay. And everything is, I think everything is okay. And she's back at home and she's downstairs and she's watching Walking Dead. And yeah, so, you know, freaking uh, hospitals, dude. Food just shit there, you know? I know, I know. If you're on your last legs... I mean, you got to up the game a little bit. You I know? know. Come on.
1: Agreed. While we're on the rant about hospitals, yeah. I recently took my friend Adam. Uh, he, he was getting, he had a hernia. He had to get surgery uh-huh. for, and his family doesn't live here. So I offered to drive him and pick him up and everything. And I went with him. And when I went to go get him, you know, when you come out off of anesthesia, they give you like a little bit of like a snack so that you don't pass out, I guess, or something, or to make the drugs wear off sooner. I don't know exactly why. But they gave him like a freaking like Ritz cra- and peanut butter cracker set that's, like, just full of just preservatives and just starch and, like, terrible thing. I don't know. Like, I'm like, it's a hospital. Like, they should be serving you such healthy, like, good-for-you food, and they're feeding you yeah.
0: Ritz. I know.
1: It's just kind of crazy.
0: Hold on a second. Carl's. Carl?
1: Astra? What's Carl doing?
0: He's just howling. I don't know if you could, could you hear it. Anyways, I do have some fave things you picking your nose right now? Kinda. Yeah, you were. Okay.
1: Here's what I don't like. I have a nose ring. Oh yeah. And it doesn't have I don't know if you're gonna be able to see it on this screen, but it's just open. Okay, like, there's no ball or there's no closure. It's just kind of open, like on the on the ends of it. Okay. And it gets stuck sometimes in my hole, in like the nose ring hole. That's what she said. And it hurts <laughs> like a motherfucker. Hmm. So that's what I was doing just now, is pulling it out of there.
0: Oh, you weren't really picking your nose. No, I feel no. stupid. I got some fave things, bro. Let's hear it. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I'm now fully caught up. And Succession, I think, is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen.
1: Okay. I tried to start episode one, and I was falling asleep.
0: Hmm. Well, that's because you have terrible taste in television. And I don't know why you're doing this te- this show. Because what are you talking about? Everyone is so good. Was episode 1 good? sometimes
1: like season 1 episode 1 of things is not great.
0: The first episode is the father who owns basically the owner of Fox News. He has a stroke and his sons are trying to figure out how to take over. Hmm. I need to give it another try. What? Did you even I was watch? really
1: sleepy when I started it. Is that an excuse? No, but then you, you but you don't get to have like a
0: uh, kind of boring take on it you know
1: fine let's hear your take i won't interrupt
0: no i mean it's just so there's two seasons right and we ripped through the first season in like two days and then we caught all the way up to where we are now then like the next day we were so obsessed with it and here's the thing when you're watching it it's a drama actually sarah was talking about this and i agree with her they need to have a new category in the emmys for dramedy because it's a, it's a drama that's hilarious And I'll tell you why. Because two of the executive producers and writer is Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. What? Yeah, Will Ferrell's like a producer. And Adam McKay, I believe, is a writer and a producer. And Adam McKay is like the guy who's written like every Will Ferrell movie you've ever seen. He was like a main writer on SNL. And basically, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's career trajectory has been parallel and connected.
1: Hmm. Pretty sure uh, Little Dog just taught Astra how to eat a grasshopper.
0: Well, that's okay. That's that's what they do in in asia is they eat like oh i ate a bunch of grasshoppers when i was in mexico this year when i was drinking tequila so you know Ew. so anyways back to succession okay so talk about like here in Colin is freaking hilarious he's like the playboy of the family this guy named jeremy strong plays like kendall roy and he's like the heir apparent he's just like continually is just trying to stab his father in the back there's two characters that Absolutely destroy me in terms of I can't stop laughing. One is Matthew McFadden. He plays Tom and he plays the daughter's new husband. And then there's the cousin who's cousin greg and cousin greg and tom are they're the funniest freaking people on the show like i can't stop laughing at their shit anyways all that to be said it is one of the best shows and it's like paralleling with what's happening in the real world this family is supposed to be basically like i think roger ailes is the guy who like owned fox news that whole media juggernaut Everyone kind of hates this family because they just make what people think that like Fox News is just basically propaganda for for, you know, Republicans or whatever. However you feel, it doesn't really matter. But that's kind of like what the, the model is. It's like it's about that family. And it's just so good. And there's like so many parallels with what's going on in the, in the real world. It's funny. And it's just succession. One of my okay. fave things.
1: All right. All right. I'm going to give it a shot. I re- I do love when shows parallel what's going on right now. That's what I liked about Designated Survivor.
0: So good. You got any fave things?
1: Right now, my favorite thing is that I think Astra just saw herself in the mirror for the first time. Oh I'm God. video trying to video it. Oh, my God. This, it's so funny. She's this, so confused.
0: This show is just going to turn into the Astra show.
1: <laughs> I truly. Until she's body trained, it really is. Yeah. She's just started chewing on wires, So, and here I really have to watch her.
0: Smart. Oh,
1: cables are expensive, like especially Apple cables. Speaking of Apple, yeah. do you have the new iPhone or nah?
0: No, I was going to get it, but I didn't. Why not? I don't know. I just haven't had time, I guess. Have you gotten the new one?
1: No, I have to wait for my upgrade.
0: Oh, yeah. It's all a sham anyways, because your upgrade really, you're just waiting to pay off your old one, basically. Exactly. You know, it's it's all a sham. And they're all, you know, here's the thing. I've kept my phone in pristine condition, and I'm still going to get the same amount as some asshole who dropped it a million times in a toilet, you know?
1: Very true. Wells, can we talk about something? We want to talk about. Did you know that 70% of people say they want to use natural products in their house, but only 2% actually do?
0: That's a very specific percentage of, no, I didn't know that, but thank you. It is.
1: And I just taught you something. You did. But that's why one of my favorite things is Grove Collaborative. All right. It's an online shopping place where you can shop for all natural non-toxic, healthy living products for your house. It's been really important for me because I live with three dogs and now four with my little Astro girl. And I've always been really scared to use products with bleach and just all that gross stuff that's in household products. It's really not good for you at all. So, Grove.co has been a really great place for me to shop online for products because they have my favorite brands, Mrs. Meyers, Method, Seventh Generation. These are all brands that are natural, non-toxic, and sustainably sourced, and they're safe for all my pets.
0: I do love this company, by the way, just because here's the thing. I'm a guy, and I, I think guys just don't really know what we're supposed to get in terms of like cleaning supplies for the house, you know? Totally. And what Grove does is they make it super easy for us guys who are like, I don't know, what do I need? Do I need that? I need that. Okay, like put it in there. And so they just send it to us, and then all of a sudden it's like, I look like a totally normal human being that knows how to clean, but I, I don't. But ne- but I'm learning of Grove.
1: The site is so easy to use. They offer recurring shipments if you don't want to have to think about reordering your cleaning products. And they deliver everything right to the front door so you never have to worry about running out of things or having to go to the grocery store.
0: And here's the deal. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash YFT, you will get a free five-piece fall gift set from Mrs. Myers and Grove. Free shipping and free 60-day VIP trial.
1: For a limited time only, you can choose from best-selling fall scents. Thank God it's finally fall. Scents like apple cider, acorn spice, mum, and pumpkin spice. Who doesn't love a little pumpkin spice? And they're exclusively sold at Grove.
0: Yeah, so go to grove.co slash YFT to get this exclusive offer.
1: That's grove.co slash YFT. Clean your house. and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back.
0: That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. I was thinking about doing a new segment. Oh. I don't know if I've figured out exactly what to call it yet. Mm-hmm. but I was thinking we call it Grandpa Reads an Intensely Erotic Novel.
1: Oh, gosh. This sounds like something I need to plug
0: my ears for. Maybe, but it might be funny.
1: Are you going to give it a go?
0: I'm going to try it out and tell me what you think, all right?
1: Is your grandpa going to do the segment? Yeah. Or is it you?
0: No, my grandpa's dead, but both of Aww. them. Aw. Sorry, but
2: I feel like he would talk just like this. I blame Derek Pate for this. And this is an excerpt. From the novel, Night After Night, by Lauren Blakely. She's a wonderful young lady. Here we go. He drove his tongue inside of her, setting oh, off Lord. another shattering moan that was music to his ears. She was quite an instrument to play. So finely tuned, and if he touched her right, she made the most glorious sounds. Raw! Intense! Absolutely delicious. Noises of pleasure as he plundered her with his tongue. Can we stop now? She grabbed his hair and he yanked and pulled him closer as he told her to do. They thrust one finger inside of her. Crooking one? it. one? What? Just one. She was very tight apparently. I don't know. I didn't fucking write this, okay? Lauren Blakely <laughs> did. He thrust one uh... finger inside of her. Crooking it and hitting her on the spot that turns her moans into one long, high-pitched orgasm. (laughs) She shattered against him, her legs quaking, and when he finally slowed to look up at her, he saw her hair was wild tumble, and her face was glowing. It Sounds like a wonderful novel by Lauren Blakely. The book is called... Sounds like we just lost 50,000 listeners. It's called Night After Night. And apparently what we learned from this excerpt is that Brandy (laughs) likes two fingers instead of (laughs) (laughs) one (laughs) finger.
0: Oh, it worked just like I hoped it would. Did it? Yes, I knew you'd say something fucking weird and then I was going to be able to be like, there it was.
1: (laughs) Uh... I've never been so turned off in my entire life.
0: <laughs> uh, did you like my grandpa voice, though? Eh. No?
1: I think I like your grandma voice better.
0: Okay, do you want me to do a but different... by
1: no means, no. Do, do I ever want to hear grandma reading the erotic novel
0: either? Hello, Wells, this is your grandma. The Ringo came and took his place on top of me, while the third boy, who was more reserved than the other two, rested one elbow beside us and ran his hand over my upper body. Ringo's body was very different from Andre's. I liked it better. He was taller, more wiry, and one of those men who isolate the action of the pelvis from the rest of his body, who thrust without smothering, supporting their torso and their arms. But Andre seemed more mature to me. His flesh was so not spare. He... Already had less hair. And I liked going to sleep bundled up next to him with my buttocks against his belly, telling him we were fit perfectly. <laughs> that's from, where did
1: you find this?
0: That's from Sex, Love, Repeat by Alessandra Tori. This is what your did you grandmother. Google for this? I googled eight intensely erotic excerpts that will make you want to get laid right now.
1: <laughs> huh.
0: I Googled passages from romance novels and then I got like kind of like bullshit like what's the the book uh, that everyone loves that Ryan Gosling was in that Nicholas Sparks and it was Nicholas Sparks book and I was like, that's not what I want. So then I then I wrote passages from sexy romance novels and then I got then then it started to come in.
1: I can't wait to see what kind of ads pop up up on your Instagram feed this week.
0: Oh, I know. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Shoot.
1: Sarah's going to be like, "Huh." huh?
0: All right. Speaking of novels, I finally finished 11, 22, 63. How was it? Absolutely mind-blowing. My only problem with Stephen King novels is they're just too long. I mean, they just took me forever to get through, but it was great. I mean, we've talked about it a bunch, so I don't need to belabor it. But like, if you like time travel stuff, then you should you should read it. It's phenomenal.
1: You haven't seen the Hulu series or have you?
0: I haven't because I wanted to finish the book, so I wouldn't like it wouldn't like ruin it for me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start doing that next because we're all caught up on Succession.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see what you think of the show after you've read the book, and to see like if you thought the show had enough depth to it. Because I loved the show, but I obviously haven't read the book, so
0: I don't know. It's tough because I I read Under the Dome. I really liked that book, and then I started watching the show. That was another Stephen King um, novel turned into miniseries, and. Stephen King is so much more fucked up. His mind is so much more fucked up. And so I think that they couldn't do a lot of the things in miniseries because it was like on Fox or something, you know?
1: Yeah. No, the series was on Hulu. It's a little edgier.
0: Oh, it is? Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Aside from like whatever your politics are- I think that Donald Trump is the worst person to follow on social Mm -hmm. media. And like, hear me out, like, regardless of whether you're right or left, I don't really care about that. The most annoying people on social media are the ones who are like, always complaining and like woe is me ah i get it all right your boyfriend dumped you i don't need a paragraph about like why your fucking life is so shitty right now put up a funny meme and like get on with it you know i follow the president i'm just always just like ah it's just like always like I can't believe this is happening to me. Like, oh my God. It's just always like the woe is me stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to unfollow you. I can't, can you unfollow the president? Like, you know, I guess you can, but like- You followed him? I, I Of course, the president. I
1: want to know what's going on. All right? I'm a, I am can't read those tweets. They're so annoying.
0: And that's the thing, like, because he, he tweets like a, the most annoying social media influencer ever.
1: Yeah, I can't believe they honestly allow him to do it. It's nuts.
0: I'm just waiting for an ad, you know? I think that will be like that. Then I'll be like, all right. That would be insane. You got to Stay out. It was a good play. Throw in some funny jokes. Throw in, I don't know, some, you know, anecdotes. Throw in, throw in a couple of pictures of you and Melania out getting lobster. something. But I can't, like, you know, like, we, we talked about it before, like, the people who do, like, inspirational shit on their Instagram. I had to unfollow because the only thing that it inspires oh, yeah. me to do is to, Stop following you because I'm like I don't. This is not what I follow you for. I don't need this from you. You know, like I don't need like a live laugh love freaking post. I don't need that. <laughs> and same with like like there's people that I follow like old coworkers that like write like paragraph on paragraph on paragraph. Like why their life has changed so much. And, like what's happening? And then like, looking back and looking forward. Blah, blah blah. And it's like dude, I don't have time to read all this stuff. And it's the same thing with the president. It's just like and he like the thing with like, he only does Twitter really right. He only get some 180 characters or whatever. So he's got to like break it up in like six or seven tweets. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. just like succinct 160 character, whatever it is, get through the point. I can't be going through all this stuff. And then I get mm-hmm. fucking caught into a wormhole about like, because people are just going crazy. It's just like a bunch of different people like commenting like, so obviously there's a lot of conservatives who are like supporting them. And like then it's a lot of like liberals who are like angry. And it's just like, uh, 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 uh. and then you're just sitting there just like eating the popcorn being like, Jesus Christ, I just came here for memes.
1: Someone's trying to say hi to you, but it's almost time for Astrid to go out and pee pee. Oh, you want to talk? Oh my God. Okay, that's Astrid guys saying hi. <laughs> she's like, put me down. Is it potty time? Tell Uncle Wells, I got to go potty real quick. I'll BRB.
0: Okay, bye bye.
1: Seriously, BRB. All
0: right, that's fine. Anyways, I guess why she's doing this. I'll just like, I'll just like talk or whatever. I was watching um, Fixer Up the other day. And by the way, going back to like, regardless of your politics, I, I'm pretty sure that if Chip Gaines and Joanna Gaines ran for president right now, whether Joanna was the president and Chip was the first man or Chip was the president and Joanna was the first lady, doesn't really matter to me, honestly, because they are the fucking power couple of the century. If they ran for president right now, I'm sorry, 110% would win. Have no idea what their politics are, but you know what? Those two sweethearts are the shining beacon on a hill, all right? The fact that those guys are not running for president is what's wrong with our country right now, all right? Think about that episode of Fixer Upper. They go in the White House. We're talking ship lap all over that bitch. We're talking subway tiles all up in the West Wing. You gotta be kidding me, dude. Demo day in the Oval Office. Fucking chip in there. We got the guy from The Apprentice in there. Why can't we have someone from an HGTV show? I'm just saying it's not a bad idea, okay? That's all I'm saying. And then also, sorry, to like segue back into this. So then Joanna goes in there after after Chip has done all the fucking work. And then Joanna goes in there, and she does her thing where she, like, makes it all pretty. She stages it, and she always has, like, the cool books. And, like, the, oh, my God, Brandy is murdering someone in the background. But she's always in these, like, cool books. What in the like,
1: world are you talking about?
0: I'm talking about Fixer Upper and Chip and Joanna Gaines. And, by the way, I don't have no idea what their politics are. But if they ran for president right now, whether Chip was the president and Joanna was the first lady or, or it was the other way around, Joanna was the president and Chip was the first man— They would win in a landslide, 110%. Have no idea what their their politics are. Don't give a look. Do flying fucks. Imagine how great the White House would look after that demo day.
1: Oh, that's so true. Good
0: point. That's what I was saying. I was like, shiplap all over that bitch. Subway tiles all up in the (laughs) West Wing. (laughs) You know,
1: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: I know. It'd be the best. And then Chip in there with Demo Day in the West Wing, just fucking fixing shit up. That pole, we can't get out of here. And he's like, don't worry. I'm going to get my guys. We're going to put up a beam here. We're going to open this whole thing out. It's going to be great for gatherings and shit. Oh, man. It would be the best episode ever. But here's my thought about Fixer Upper. So Chip goes in there and he does all the, the heavy lifting and all the work and stuff. Not to say that Joanna doesn't do what her job is equally as important. She goes in there mm-hmm. and she does all the design stuff. But here's the thing. So they always have the people come in and she has like the night before put in all the cool books and made some chicken coop of fucking crayon storage area. Or so She has some crazy stuff, right? And then all the cool rugs and all the furniture and TVs. My thought is that's all from her like staging shit. Does that all go away? Yes. That's fucked up.
1: It is. We, when my mom and I had our design show, we learned that what she does is she has like basically like a huge store or something where she sells it all and she pulls it to stage it for the show. And then anything those people want to keep, they have to buy from her and her store and they have to buy it from her, which is is kind of messed up. So when we did our show, we made sure that whatever the budget was, it was budget enough for us to buy furniture that the people actually get to keep.
0: Well, you know what? You may have lost the vote there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should last lost the vote Make it two
0: No I would still vote for them I'm sure they're yeah, conservatives And I don't Because they, they live in Waco Also They're single handedly Getting people to come to fucking Waco
1: Oh for sure Who's going to Waco? No one But Tish the Dish wants to go
0: I do too I've never even been to Waco <laughs> I don't even know where Waco I'm pretty sure that's like where Baylor Is that where Baylor is?
1: I have no idea All I know is that There was that cult there And that's what that show's about
0: Yeah there was also a bombing there I know that And Chip and Joanna Gaines have completely PR-fucked that place back into popularity. (laughs) And if they can do that with Waco, think what they could do with the nation!
1: It's true. I'm here here (laughs) for it. I truly am. It can't get worse than it is now. Yeah. So I know I talk about this a lot, but I really do love the company... Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, I do love my dog. But... I also really love my bra. Oh. And I know wells that
0: you love boobs. Am I right? Big boob guy. Actually, I like a I like a nice boob. <laughs> it's coming out wrong. Yes, I love <laughs> boobs.
1: But you know, it's really hard to find the right size bra and going into stores in the mall and getting measured is just mortifying. So the reason I love third love is because they have a fit finder quiz on their website and it just takes like 60 seconds and you just go on there and they ask you a handful of questions and then they'll show you a bunch of bras that are the perfect style to fit your body. And not only that, they have a perfect fit promise. So you have 60 days to wash it, wear it, Put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it to Third Love, exchange it for what, something else that you want to try. And Third Love actually washes all of the used returned items and donates it to women in need, which is very, very cool.
0: Yeah, I love that, man. I think that's that's super cool. Hands down, the most comfortable bra you'll own. Straps won't slip and tagless labels so there's no itching. Lightweight, super thin memory foam cups mold to your shape.
1: Totally. Third Love Knows is a perfect bra for everyone. And right now we're offering our listeners 15% off of your first order. I'm telling you guys, I really do love these bras. I'm very picky about things being comfortable and I especially really love their t-shirt bras. So I really think you guys should give it a try. If you need new bras, if you don't like the way that the ones you have now fit, you should use this offer now and give it a try.
0: Go to thirdlove.com YFT now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase.
1: That's thirdlove.com slash YFT for 15% off today.
0: Yay, boobs. All right, Brandi, let's talk about my favorite toothbrush, the Quip toothbrush.
1: You love this toothbrush.
0: Dude, you do too. Don't even try
1: to pretend I like- do.
0: The Quip toothbrush is amazing. It's got the sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer. Guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes with 30 second pulses. None of us are brushing our teeth as long as you're supposed to until you have the timer. And then you're like, Jesus, my mouth is a filth pot. You know, it's so
1: true. The other thing none of us are doing is getting a new toothbrush as often as we should. Yep. Uh, and what's so cool about Quip is you get to keep the same toothbrush, but they automatically deliver new brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule of what the dentists recommend. And honestly, there's just so many things to think about and worry about these days. You shouldn't have to think about getting a new toothbrush. So you just you get on that auto ship and you're set. Their features honestly make brushing something you actually want to do twice a day
0: and quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash yft
1: it's a simple way to support our show and start brushing your teeth better but you have to go to get slash yft to get your first refill free
0: so do it right now go to get quip slash yft and clean your mouth
1: I'm telling you, your friends are going to be trying to steal your toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Do you hear know your funny story? Completely unrelated. Yes. So while I was in Honduras, sweet, sweet little Blakey, mm-hmm. is in. he was in Nashville visiting Jason. And he was like, hey, he was like, can I crash at your house since you're gone while you're in Honduras? I can come to Nashville. It'd be really nice to like, crash at your place since Caitlin and Jason live so far away. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll leave you a key. Like I have a guest room. He slept in before. And I was like, same room. Like, let yourself in. Like, you know the thing. Like, no big deal. I wake up to a text the morning after he was supposed to get there and he's and it's a text saying, hey, the key doesn't work. And but like I didn't read it until the next morning because mm-hmm. I was in under sleeping and he didn't he's a dummy and didn't show up until like 11 p.m. He should have come in earlier in the day to put his stuff in there and make sure everything was cool and he could get in. All right. And then go out and party. And what I think he did is he went out and then he tried to get in. Yeah. i to find out the doorknob was jammed like the the other girl that stays there couldn't even get out the next morning because there's something wrong with the doorknob and she had to call a locksmith me and the whole time i'm like i'm like man blake is so dumb how does he not figure out the keys like it's so freaking easy (laughs) and we're like he didn't try very hard he must have been drunk like doing all the stuff and then we find out that the door is actually jammed and i felt really really terrible and to make it even more sad i have a ring camera And there's footage of him at, like, 11 p.m. trying to get in. He's out there for, like, 40 minutes just, like, trying over and over and over again. And I'm pretty sure he ended up leaving and, like, leaving all of his stuff on the side of the house. I have no clue where he went or where he slept. I haven't talked to him since I got back.
0: Well, why didn't he try to go in the back door? (laughs) That's what he said.
1: It's a different key for the back door.
0: Ah. No one was there.
1: The other girl was there and she was, she's upstairs. She like, lives upstairs and she was like, yeah, I heard shuffling. And I just assumed like he got in and he was in the house. She was like, I had no idea. But like, I was like, Blake, why didn't you knock? Like, Elsie would have let you in. And he was like, I just didn't want to wake anybody up. I was like, you could have a light knock. And just, I don't know. Poor Blake. I felt really, really bad. The video is really sad. I kind of want to put it on Instagram. You
0: absolutely <laughs> have to do that now because you've talked about it and I want to see it.
1: He just looks so sad that he can't get in. It like like I felt really bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Poor Balake. I know. Also, why isn't he staying with Jason and Caitlin though?
1: They live like thirty minutes outside of the city. Yeah. My house is like seven minutes from downtown. It's pretty convenient. So dumb. So dumb.
0: I got a not favorite thing. Okay. And I just the movie Booksmart got like a lot of really good reviews, and it's not good. Really. It's just super bad, but not that funny. Huh? Almost the exact same thing, except they're both smart. And in Super Bad, they're one smart and one's dumb. Mm-hmm. They realize they need to go to a party, talk to the boys that they or the boy and girl that they are into. A bunch of mishaps and you know crazy adventures to get to said party. And then when it happens, there's a fight, and then at the end they they come together, and you know it's like it's like the exact same thing. And what's weird is that it's Jonah Hill's sister in the movie. It is, yeah. Jonah Hill has a sister. Who knew? I feel like everyone knew that.
1: Oh, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, she's got a different name though. Jonah Hill is well, Hill is not his. I don't know. Maybe it's a middle name or something. But his sister's name is Beanie Feldstein or Feldstein. Oh, what a weird name. And Olivia Wilde directed it, and, like, the cast is crazy good. Like, Lisa Kudrow's in it, Will Forte's <laughs> in it, bunch of, like, big, like, SNL. Jessica Williams is in it. It got, like, really good reviews, and I was really, really excited about it. And then I watched it, and I was, oh, this is just a completely the same movie that I've seen, like, 10 years ago.
1: I feel like a lot of movies that come out these days—I'm so old—are uh, just, like, not very original ideas. I feel like people are just constantly, like, remaking old movies and, like, redoing the same thing. Like, it's very rare that something comes out that's very original. Kind of sad.
0: Yeah, I didn't love it. But, you know what? Go see it if you want to. You know, no judgment here on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do have a favorite thing that happened to me uh, last night that I'm just very excited about. Oh, do tell. So, I mean, like, you and I are both super nerdy when it comes to space— and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I, of course, follow Elon Musk because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, I don't know, a crazy wizard, sorcerer, nerd guy that is, you know, going to single-handedly send SpaceX to Mars. So he tweeted out the other day... Do you remember when we were talking about how I'm annoyed that horns are omnidirectional? You can only honk forward, which yes. is annoying. Okay, so someone, someone tweeted out, uh, Tesla owners will be able to honk with fart and goat sounds suggests no Elon way. Musk. And then Elon retweeted that with a caption and that's just the tip of the iceberg. And then I replied to that tweet. I want directional horns. Can't honk backwards. That's annoying, especially when you're trying to back out of a space and someone behind you stupid. And then he responded with done. What? What? That's crazy. Elon Musk knows who you are. No shit, man. Or I don't know if he does, but like he fucking saw my name at some point in his day. Oh, it may.
1: Hey, guys, that's so crazy. I can't believe he said done. That I means know. it's a for sure thing.
0: I know. I'm. Mean, he Whoa. saw it and he was like, that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Doing that. And then, of course, that's- like then, of course, everyone's like, oh, my God, Elon Musk is responding to Wells. So it's like, that's right. There's a glitch in that's the matrix, right. bitches. All right. Oh,
1: my gosh. You should be very proud of that. That's a good, good, humble brag. I
0: know. I mean, Al Pacino once told me never to name drop, but like this was exciting. <laughs> Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what's like one of the greatest inventions ever? Ice machine. It's fine. Okay. Carabiners. They are mm-hmm. so freaking useful. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've talked about them on um, being on my keys before. I'm like stuck in middle school where my keys are on a carabiner and I put them on my belt loop like a complete dork, which I still do.
0: It's a hipster.
1: Somehow, for the first time ever on this Honduras trip, I used a carabiner to clip my water bottle onto my backpack. <laughs> Game
2: changer.
0: That's what it was just for.
1: I it's everything.
0: Yeah. I saw a stand-up special. With a comedian I like a lot on HBO. I think it's really, really good, but I wanna say that this was the caveat. It's absolutely amazing, especially if you're dealing with depression. Mm. There's a really funny comedian named Gary Gullman, who I've really liked for a very long time, and he's got a new HBO special that was actually produced by judd apatow and so judd apatow
1: oh you know love him
0: yeah everyone loves him and so i really didn't know who i was walking into when i watched it a couple nights ago because i just think of him as like this like really just hilarious comedian one of my favorite bits he does is this one where he talks about how the states got their abbreviations
3: um it's about the uh it's about the men and one woman who abbreviated all 50 states down to two letters All you you have to know for this is that we have 50 states in America, and they each have a two-capital letter abbreviation, but that that wasn't always the case. Up until, I want to say 1973, and so I will, up until 1973, every state had its own length of abbreviation, and it was chaos. Like Massachusetts was MASS period, Florida was FLA, Utah was Utah. They just dropped the H, not much of an abbreviation. But then the post office said, no, every state has to have a two-capital letter abbreviation, and so they convened a crack squad of abbreviators. They assembled a ragtag outfit of rogues, misfits, and ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> How often do well? Nair. They ne'er. <laughs> They never did well. And they were charged with abbreviating all 50 states down to two letters. Now, I read this description to the documentary and much like you thought to myself, how are they gonna make a 98 minute documentary about a task that couldn't have taken more than six minutes to complete? <laughs> boy, boy, was I wrong. It was an adventure. Ups and downs, ins and outs, friends became enemies, enemies became friends. They, they started off, they thought it was gonna be easy because Alabama lulled them into a false sense of security. They said, Alabama, A-L. Holy crap, this is easy.
0: Anyways, this We're is a really funny bit that you need, to, you need to listen to if you like to laugh. Anyway, so this is like one of his kind of famous bits he did on Conan. And I was like, dude, I want to watch this Gary Goleman stand up. This is going to be amazing. Didn't know it, but he offers this candid reflection of his struggles with depression and how he quit Doing comedy because his depression was so bad and he actually was committed to a psych ward where he ended up doing shock therapy to help him or whatever. It's really, really funny and really, really dark and really, really inspiring and really, really... Honest, it was like it's no stand up special I've ever seen because it was like, oh, attacking a whole lot of issues that I didn't know I was walking into. But all that to be said, like it was really, really well done. And I'm not still a really happy guy, so I can't really relate. And I, but I do have empathy for people who uh, deal with depression and I have people like in my family that have that a lot. But this was a, a stand up special that was like really, really wonderful to watch, especially if you're someone who's struggling with that, because this is a guy who you would just assume is just always happy. because like, he's a comedian. But he's going through this stuff, too. And it's like about his walk through the dark and then back into the light. Anyways, it was just really good. Gary Goldman, The Great Depression on HBO. Check it out.
1: That's very cool. I feel like you need to share some more comedy stuff like that more often. I think people love that stuff. And I'm not very familiar with much of it. but. I think you should share more often when you find good comedy stuff. Okay. Um, I actually, I was getting, was it my Honduras? I think it was. I was getting onto my fl- my Delta flight. Thank you, Delta, for upgrading me to first class on every leg of my journey this week. Wow. Thank you. Why? I know. It never happens to me. I mean, I have status with them, but I feel like I'm usually still so low on the totem pole because yeah. there's so many business travels that are higher than me, that, travelers that are higher than me that I, I never get upgraded, but I did every time. But as I was boarding my flight, this girl got on right after me and she goes, she goes, don't want to bother you, just huge fan of the podcast. And she kept walking, and I was like, someone flying from Honduras to Atlanta listens <laughs> to my podcast? That's nuts.
0: I just want someone to come up to you and go, Brandy, fashion, Wells, comedy, and then walk along.
1: <laughs> now that you said it, it's going to happen for sure.
0: We haven't done a fuck you very much in a while. Do you want to try to oh, find
1: one? Def- Absolutely. By the way, no one's coming up to me in the airport and saying brandy fashion because I look homeless every time I
0: travel. Because I think like there was a time in which you would get dressed up to go travel, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it- there's always like a few people I see that do still, but it's crazy how common it's become to wear like yoga pants and sweatpants and like athleisure stuff like on planes. It's, it's – it's, the majority of people
0: it's it's what i'm starting to do now and that that is not my style at all i actually can, kind of loathe that look but thanks no i'm but i but i do it i'm sorry but i just i now yeah sorry whatever there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you wear that that i don't like and there's a lot of stuff that i wear that you don't like so whatever this is true part of the course But I will say, like, when you're on a plane and, like, you're already uncomfortable on planes, you might as well try to be the most comfortable you can be on the thing, you know?
1: I agree. Yeah. Listen, I'm just going to say it. When I wear tight pants on a plane, even yoga pants, I get bloated when I travel. And when there's tight pants pushing on my bloated stomach, it does not feel good, and it makes me kind of gassy.
0: Same. I mean, not really, but, (laughs) I don't know, out of solidarity, I'll say (laughs)
1: And then I get off the plate and my stomach just hurts so bad. So sweatpants it is, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm all for it. Okay, so here's the, okay, we'll do fuck you very much. The problem is that a lot of people are very nice to us, but these are the reviews from the iTunes thing. That's
1: because we've threatened people every episode. We're like, say whatever you want, but leave us five stars, or you will rot in hell.
0: I know, but I thought that that would give us five stars, but then people would write funny, like like mean things to us, and they don't. But they're but,
1: being sweet. Yeah, That's so nice. This is thanks uh, for being
0: sweet to us, guys. This is from Bree Morton. Uh, an idea, and then like the emoji that's like, you know, like, uh, I don't even know what this emoji mm-hmm. is, but you know what I'm talking about. If Just me doing the voice, you know what I'm talking about the, you know what I'm talking about? Anyways, five oh, stars. Really? Thanks for the five stars. She goes, uh, love, love, love the podcast. I would just like to suggest that y'all should put everything you recommend in each episode in the details so I'm not trying to look stuff up while I'm driving. Just a thought.
1: But then nobody would have to listen to the episode.
0: Agreed. Also, here's the thing. We'd say that we put the ads that we love and appreciate in that. And then if you follow us at mm-hmm. YFT podcast on Instagram, a lot of that stuff is there. We do like a like a weekly rundown where it'll be like all the True. books, all the uh, all the movies, all the shows, all that stuff is all there.
1: And it's on our website now.
0: Yeah. And it's on the website yftpodcast.com so here's an idea Britt Morton follow us on Instagram okay
1: <laughs>
0: you got anything else you got any music or anything that you want to rip into the show
1: yeah Halsey put out a new song this week have you listened to it I haven't it's called let me just make sure I don't say it wrong Clementine that's what I thought I always like Halsey but this song is just it's very different than anything else that's been put out recently and I just I don't know I really loved
2: it or a breakdown or a blackout Would you make out with me Underneath the shelter of the balcony Cause I don't need anyone I don't need anyone I just need everyone in then some I don't need anyone I don't need anyone I just need everyone in then some I could see what
0: it's like to be the blood in my veins. It's a really chill tune. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: By the way, can we talk about how Halsey and Evan Peters are apparently dating? Who? Evan Peters. He's an actor. He's in, like, the Marvel Mm -hmm. movies. He's, like, the guy that, like, is very fast.
1: Huh. I didn't know that. Very cool.
0: Apparently, she's been, like, um... I, I think I could be getting this wrong, but apparently she's been like trolling him on the internet to date him for a while. And <laughs> you know what, Halsey, take your life. You know what? Shoot your shot, Halsey. Also, I mean, she's Halsey, she's, yeah, can get in anybody. Also, Evan Peters, what are you wait? What what were you waiting for? True. I don't understand. Wait. By the way, I really like the new Lumineers record.
1: Ooh, I haven't listened to it. That's one of Rise' favorite bands.
0: Yeah, dude. Love. I was talking about this with Sarah and, like, why I love the Lumineers. The Lumineers always sound like the Lumineers. They, true. they know what their sound is, and they, like always kill it. And I just love this band so much. The new album's called Three. Um, and this is a song called Donna, which, that's my mom's name, so I thought I would play it the first <laughs> song on the record. Apparently, I went to the if one. If you
2: don't have it, then you'll never give go. it. And I don't blame you for the way you live. A little boy was born in February. You couldn't sober up the whole a baby. You hate the name that i You love to judge strangers' karma. We drove from New Jersey. The truck's always made you worry. Oh, my, yeah.
0: Freaking good! Uh, yeah, love the Lumineers. That new record's really good, by the way. So there you go. That's mine for the day. Cool. Yeah. Is that all you got?
1: I have one more song. If you want to play a third one, yeah, let's do it. It's not a new song, but it's a new version of it. If you guys like Marin Morris at all, she's got a song called "The Bones," and she just put out a version with Hosier, and I just thought that was a really. Is that how you say their name? Hosier. Are
0: they Hosier? Hosier. I don't know.
1: Hosier. He's hosier than she is.
0: <laughs> you, went, anyway. you went straight to the dish on that one right yeah, there. Yeah, I
1: did. That's what, it, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I thought that was a cool collab, and I really like this version of the song. You want to play a
0: little. How many women want Hosier to take them to church? Right? Bones with Hosier and Marin Morris. I like that, dude.
1: That's cool. I love Marin Morris so much.
0: I'd like to um, close the episode with me talking a little bit of shit. Okay. I a little bit of a fantasy league. Not sure. Oh, boy. Yep. I don't know if, if you guys know. I'm in a fantasy league. The name of the league is the Fantasy Suite. And basically, it's just a bunch of people from Bachelor Nation. It's uh, Tyler C. is in it. Kicked his ass a couple weeks ago. Chris Harrison is in it haven't played him yet, but I'm coming for you, Chris. Ben Higgins, he's in it. Colton Underwood, you know him. He's in it. The Goose, Chris Randone, he's in it. That's who I beat this week, 113-95, to 95, no big deal. Colton Underwood uh, is beating Ben Higgins currently this week. Wow. Team, team Creepy Old Host, a.k.a. Chris Harrison, is beating Tanner Tolbert right now handily. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, grocery store Joe is losing to Jared Hybon And uh, Jason Tardik beat out Tyler Cameron this week, 142 to 124. Tough deal, Tyler. It's having a bad week. He scored 124 points and still losing in fantasy football. And apparently he got dumped by uh, Hadid. There's also a guy named <laughs> M. James. He's the one guy who's not from the Bachelor world, but we need one dude. So apparently it's like Tyler's old friend. Anyways, he's kicking all of our ass, 156 to 124, beating Nick Vial. So I just want you guys to know that that guy who's actually not from the Bachelor world, he's 4-0. He's going to be 5-0 and o after this week. Uh, and there's only one person who's soul at second, and that would be yours truly at 4-1. and one. Wow. So there you go.
1: That's some dedication to a fantasy thing.
0: Yeah. I think I have a lot more time than everyone else, and that's why I'm winning. Like all those guys, they're pretty relevant, and so they don't have time to look at their phone, but uh, me, plenty of time to uh, stinger tinker. And stinger tinkering in fantasy football is when you wake up in the morning and are taking a poop, and you tinker with your fantasy football team. There you go. Hmm. Had a great time hanging out with you, Brandi. Same, Wellesie. Um, I'm going to be in Nashville in a couple of days, so hopefully I'm going to see you.
1: Are you gonna holla? Are you gonna come meet Azra in person?
0: I think I need to. I
1: think so too.
0: All right, love you, dude.
1: Love you. Game okay, bye.
0: For whatever reason, I'm playing Casey Musgrave's Butterflies right now. I don't know if the next thing that came up on my Spotify, so take us away, Spacey it's a great Casey. Song.